sneak in here. Nicole is not available today, so we are delighted to have you here. Um, and uh, I, I guess... got to sleep in to get here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're, you're pretty close to here. <laughs> I love these days. <laughs> um, and also, uh, you know, what you just heard in the uh, queue for the radio station, that's the last you'll hear of Nicole today. So. Yes. Oh, well. All right. So <laughs> we are here. We've got a big announcement from the library for this week. We have such a big announcement. Yes, we have a new director. That uh, means two directors. Right. We've got uh, two, two, two directors. In one. So <laughs> for the month of September, we will sort of be co-directors. Uh, Brian Howard is our new director. I'm he, so excited. He was uh, approved by uh, the contract was approved by the uh, board of actually it's not a contract. It's a letter of offer. We don't have contracts at the library. Um, anyway, he was uh, they, they tended him an offer and he accepted it. So Yay! he'll be starting September 1st. He's currently the director of the London Public Library in Ohio. Uh, I've known him for several years through the Central Library Consortium. He's on the uh, governing council of that body, which all the directors of the libraries that participate are on that. And so I've gotten to know him even better over the last few years. I just think he's a terrific choice. You know, since I posted that we were hiring him on my Facebook page, all my library friends that know him are reaching out to me individually saying, you're so lucky. This is such a great hire. So we're getting some really positive support across the state. I mean, I think we really did well here. I'm getting the same thing uh, from my library friends, too. I've gotten it from other CLC directors. I've gotten it from directors of the uh, library peer group that I belong to. So it's been really positive, and we are can't wait to welcome him in. We'll have that month of overlap in September for me to kind of no. introduce him around the community. I'm going to need to close my ears if you're going to talk about after September. <laughs> I'm just talking about September right now. Okay, that's all. Okay. I can handle that. Because, we, you know, I want to take him around to the branches. He'll mm -hmm. spend some time working in those branches to get to know how things work there. We are working on an onboarding plan right now. Um, so he'll be, uh, he'll be pretty busy in the month of September. And then I've even got busier my own plans too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You and Amanda, I'm sure, are, and and Julie, the 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 uh, terrible sure trio there. We're going to make sure how much fun it is to work at Delaware. We have the best group of people to work with. We really do. I mean, I, I, I'm that is the one thing after October 1st that I'm going to miss is the people I work with. You, know, uh, you can just stay. Uh, no, I can't because there's a new director. Two directors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have behind the board today, since we also have uh, Molly sitting in for Nicole, we have Mark Bingerman sitting in for Gage Tellus. Hey, hey there. What's going on, man? Hey, Mark. It's always a pleasure having you. And then, you know, usually I call in in the morning. I don't yeah. really see you except as we change studios. So it's good to see you in, in, the, in the flesh and everything. Isn't it nice? And do I smell pretty too? Uh, actually, um, fortunately, I still have my sense of smell. I do not have COVID. <laughs> All right, good. But I can't smell across the board. Sorry. Uh, I know. All I smell in here is electronics. Strange <laughs> questions, know. right? I know. Well, hey, that's what makes you a good interviewer. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So, uh, what have you been reading, Molly? I actually am very excited about my book. My book is the perfect beach read. So those of you getting your last-minute vacation in before we get back into fall and things, let me highly suggest a book called Little Beach Street Bakery by Jenny Colgan. I was able to download uh, the audiobook right off Libby, or you can get the book, your preference. I like to read books that have characters whose name is either mine or rhymes with mine. <laughs> Molly, so, Polly. This is Polly. How about uh, Lassie, because she's a collie? I would totally do it. <laughs> nice. All of Hello, this. Dolly. <laughs> so Polly has this great breakup. She and her um, partner of years, they've been running a business together. They've been living together. And all of a sudden, all of it falls apart. Ooh. 
And everybody keeps telling her what to do, and she doesn't know what to do. So what she does is she convinces her best friend to go look at this island with her. She buys an old falling down house with a nice, big, old, dirty kitchen, and she just moves into this island. She knows she's crazy at this point. (laughs) She's like, what have I done? And her real passion is baking. So the friend who suggested this to me is a real baker, and she knows I love my knitting books and cats. Well, this was her equivalent, and I was surprised how much I loved it. So she starts baking. She cleans the kitchen deeply. I hope so, yes. There's like a whole chapter on that. (laughs) And, And it really felt good. And she starts to meet the locals, the fishermen, um, the American who is also just out of a breakup and is beekeeping on the island. Why and, do I see where this is going? Oh, always. Okay. Because um, it's one of my books. Lots of honey going into the baking. He's selling the go. honey in her shop. But Oh, go. I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> so she starts just making bread to feel better. She makes bread and starts to give it to people. And the owner of the local bakery who makes horrible bread and is this old bitter woman (laughs) she walks into her store and she gets it from her she's horrible and awful and immediately they start a battle well the fishermen and people are like no 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 this is this is an island we take care of each other on she starts to ingratiate herself by sneaking the bread to all these people and them hiding it so they don't get in trouble with the baker on the island (laughs) until finally Something happens, and I don't want to give any of the really great point plots away, but there begins a friendship. She starts the bakery. The other lady keeps making sandwiches, but maybe with some better bread. (laughs) The fishermen keep going out. Relationships start not with the American, but someone else who has his own skeletons that she finds out later in his closet. And, oh, this book ends well. Okay. That's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> All right. And title, again, title and author again? Little Beach Street Bakery by Ginny Colgan. Okay, great. Sounds like fun. I am ready to run away to a British island. <laughs> My problem is Lloyd just is going to follow me, so there goes the beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as anybody who knows me knows, I love books about mass media, and so when I saw that James Burroughs had written an autobiography, I had to get it, and it, this came out last month. If you don't know the name James Burroughs, you definitely know his work, mm-hmm. unless you've lived your whole life without a television. James Burroughs has directed more TV than anybody in history. Really? Over 1,000 episodes of sitcoms he's directed, 75 pilots that made it to broadcast, uh, he is uh, the creator of Cheers. Oh, I love Cheers. Yeah, with the Charles Brothers. And he was also the only director of every episode of Will and Grace, including the reboot. Really? Yes. And he tells a wonderful story. Um, he's, he started, his, he's actually the son of Abe Burroughs. And if you know anything about Broadway, you know who Abe Burroughs was because he uh, basically was the creator of Duffy's Tavern on radio, but more importantly, he's, he wrote the book for Guys and Dolls. And after doing that, he became what's known as a play doctor. So when somebody had a play that wasn't working out of town, a musical or whatever, he would go and help rewrite the book so that it was a, a stronger show. From that, he became a stage director. He directed things like, um, oh, what, what, what? Gigi. He directed oh, How to Gigi. Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. He won a Pulitzer. He won a Tony. And he brought his son along a lot to watch what he was doing. And so his son, James Burroughs, had no idea what he really wanted to do with his life. And he, until he was in his late 20s, 
he really didn't have a, a clear focus on what he was going to do. Then he ended up working in Hollywood and somehow inveigled himself into uh, MTM Enterprises, Mary Tyler Moore's company with her I husband, love that Grant Tinker. Well, he directed several episodes of it. He worked <laughs> on uh, as kind of a production assistant, but what he had learned by watching things on stage and how his dad would block things and get things ready to go for the public, he applied that to television. Using the techniques that Desi Arnaz had pioneered two decades earlier with doing a multi-camera filming of the, the show as if it were a play with an audience. Nobody had done that before. Desi Arnaz came up with that idea, and it's part of what made I Love Lucy such a huge hit and has made it last for 70 years now. Probably why sets are still built that same way as the open set. and the, Exactly, yeah, yes. Beautiful. So among the shows that he's directed include The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Taxi, 75 episodes of Taxi, 237 episodes of Cheers, 32 episodes of Fraser, all the episodes of Will and Grace. He directed episodes. Uh, he was very involved in the creation of Friends. Uh, he directed, I believe he directed the the second pilot they did for that. And then a number of the episodes. That is the one of the shows he's proudest of. He It was actually, he suggested to the six lead characters that on the third season, they were negotiating contracts for the, the following season. He said, go in as a group. Huh. Don't negotiate individually. Because you you are a unit in this show, you should be treated that way. And as a result, they all ended up very rich. Um, and there is legacy behind that, especially for equality yep, when you look at it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it ended up with um, uh, uh, Lisa Kudrow and Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox being the highest paid actresses in TV history. Yes. And they're still making, get this, $20 million a year in residuals from that show. Amazing. It is amazing, and it was. Uh, so he's also, like I said, he also did the pilots for lots of other shows, including The Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. Dear John, The Neighborhood. Uh, so anyway, um, and uh, what comes across in this book is the way he. TV directors are not like movie directors. It's not the auteur theory. Basically, the writers write the show, the actors carry it out. The director's job is to just make sure it gets captured, as it's seen by the audience, and it, the timing is right. And so his like when if you go to the Wikipedia page for Friends, uh-huh. James Burroughs isn't even mentioned. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> because the director is just not as it's not the same role as it is in movies. So and he's very clear about why and goes into a lot of detail about the technical how you do a sitcom, how you how you actually record it and make it funny. He added a fourth camera. Desi Arnaz had three. He added a fourth camera so that he'd have more mobility and he could get more reaction shots. And plus he had another safety in case one of the, something went wrong with the other. So he did a lot of these kind of um, uh, innovations that have made sitcoms so popular. Uh, so the two shows that I think that comes across that he's the proudest of are Cheers because he really helped create that show. And then Will and Grace for the impact it had on changing people's perceptions of the LGBTQA community. Uh, and in fact, Vice President Biden called it out back in about 2012 as being one of the things that actually changed Americans' perceptions of what what the gay community was like. So anyway, it's a really good book. He's the only person in the whole book that he has really anything negative at all to say about uh, is Shelley Long, who walked off Cheers after five seasons. Now, she had every right to. When you sign up for a sitcom, the standard contract is you stay for five years, and then they renegotiate. She had stayed for her five and just decided she didn't want to do the show anymore. So she walked, and that really left him in a lurch. 
So they had to kind of figure out how they were going to break up Diane and Sam yes. and bring in another female character. I remember the breakup. Yes. It was one of the highest rated shows in TV history before uh-huh. that point. Uh, and so anyway, they brought in Kirstie Alley and it ran another six seasons. Very and successfully. catapulted her career as well. Exactly. So yeah. anyway, it's a good book. It's a, a If you like television, if you like comedy, you'll enjoy this book. It's called Directed by James Burroughs. It just came out last month and it is available. I read it in paper. I'm sure there's also e-versions of it available. I'd love to, you know what I should do is look and see if there's an audible version to see if uh, he reads it. Oh, I bet there is. So anyway, we will be back (laughs) in just a couple of moments. Uh, We've got uh, a lot to talk about in terms of what's going on with some new Ohio destinations. Absolutely. And what's going on with programming at the library. So stay tuned. And welcome back to Off the Shelf. Uh, that's Mark Bingaman behind the board. And I am here with Molly Myers Labady, the deputy director of the Delaware County District Library. And, <laughs> and Mark is uh, making sure I, I, I actually remember her name and everything. So thank you, Mark. Good work. It's yep. only been, what, five years? That's true, yes. So one of the things I love having you on the show for is to talk about interesting Ohio destinations because you seem to know them all. Well, and it's all the places everybody else walks right by and misses how awesome the history of this state is. That's true. I am really excited about the one I brought you today. Okay. So when I first went, I, of course, drug Lloyd with me. And as he's parking, he's like, are you sure we should you be know, here? Wait a minute. Lloyd yes. and Joyce are like Vera on uh, Cheers and like... Uh, yeah, they're the ones you never see, but the ones we're always talking always about. Always talking about. So, My anyway. adventures don't work without him. And he's I, got a great sense me. of humor, which you have to have when I drag you into some of these. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go okay, ahead and talk so about So we pull up. He's kind of looking around like, is the car going to be okay? I'm like, it's all fine. And I jump out of the car, and we go into this really falling apart mm. park. And I am beelining it to this old statue with a big round... Mar- not marble, but um, cement piece with a circle and a hole in the middle of it that is fenced in, like just chain link fence. Nothing fancy or pretty, chain link fence. You can tell this thing's been tagged, marked. There are beer cans in there, and I'm jumping up and down with excitement. And Lloyd's like, you never told me what this is. And I go, this is the guy that went to Congress to send an expedition to find out if the earth was hollow. He had a theory that the earth was hollow. The ends of the earth were completely empty and we could go inside the middle of it. Hmm. And this... do what? Is it filled with jelly like a donut? Or... <laughs> well, he thought that would be inner space and that it was time we finally pioneered and learned about our our planet. Now, this was he was in the war of 1812. His name was Captain shocked, I think, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Captain um, John Cleve Sims, and he's in Ham- or he grew up in Hamilton, where of course the statue is. And he thought that the I'm going to try to read this so I get this right. The Earth, he believed, is not a solid globe. It's made of concentrated spheres and polar voids. In other words, hollow. He really thought this could change the world. He got 25 members of Congress to vote to send this exposition. It didn't end up happening. There ended up being a lot of science that kind of disproved this. And as, you know, he aged, he kind of saw his theory fall apart. But he still got honored in a park in Hamilton <laughs> where you can go today. And throw your beer can at it. And him. throw your beer can <laughs> at it. 
you know, you can see they're trying to preserve this history. They're trying to. And you can see where they're trying to bring the community around it up. But it is one of those things that if you don't realize, we had people, before we knew how the earth was made, there had to be theories. Right. And you got to get it wrong a lot more than you get it right. Mm-hmm. And Ohio had someone who came up with a heck of a good theory, in my opinion. <laughs> and you can go and celebrate him now. By checking out this park in Hamilton, Ohio. I believe there's a classic science fiction story called For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. He actually did influence a good number of science fiction I'll books bet. with yeah, this I'm, theory. When you think about it, H, is it H.G. Wells' uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth? And... You don't find it in the book, but when you're on the, um, you guys know I use the Roadside America app, which I sometimes call the Oddities app, so just know Oddities app equals Roadside America. In there, they talked about some of the places that were inspired by him, so or some of the books inspired. And H.G. Wells was one of those that he was inspired by, but also inspired him and works around these theories. I love that Ohio was filled with all these passionate people that we've forgotten about. So you just told me you had one more that uh, I have that one coming. To. Yes. So this is where I admit to everyone. Remember, I grew up in small town southern Ohio. Yes. I have never been to Cedar Point. And if you know me, you know that I am not just buying a book called the Ohio Bucket List book. I'm living that book. (laughs) (laughs) Task 71 is for me to ride a roller coaster at Cedar Point. Mm. And this coming Sunday, this is happening. Wow. This is my annual niece and nephew Christmas birthday gift Mm. where I take them all somewhere for a day. Pretty much they're all old enough that I give them tickets. They leave me and come back when they need food. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I get hugs and then they leave me again. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. But I'm good with that because I am going to knock off the next thing on my oddities book. After that, it's probably going to be visit a Kroger, believe it or not. (laughs) Visit a Kroger. Wait a minute. You've you've lived in Ohio most all of your life. I know you went away to school, but. I've been to a Kroger, okay, but I've never intentionally been to a Kroger thinking of it as an Ohio thing. So Lloyd and I are actually creating a list, like we're going to try to buy an Ohio product. Mm, okay, cream Um, Yes, we're going to look for an Ohio beer or wine. Plenty of those. Uh, all over the place. <laughs> um, we're going to the biggest Kroger we know, which I think is the one on 23 here. Could, could be, That yes. one's huge that I get mm-hmm. my gas at at such a great rate. <laughs> I think we'll have to fill the tank. So we're making sure that we make this. You're making this, it a pilgrimage, not just it, a grocery store. It is a pilgrimage <laughs> with a checklist of our own so that this is a Ohio Kroger road trip and makes sense. But it's in the bucket list book, so you know I have to do it. And I do date and write the day I did things in this book. So That's fantastic. If you can see my books, all oh, the I know, Yeah, I know. The... I'm just glad they're not library books the way you've got them all marked up like that. <laughs> well, and I would have had this one since 2015. Lloyd okay. and I went there to the Hollow Earth in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, speaking of, of checklists. Yes. If you have started the Summer Reading Club, yes. you know that the programming is over, but you can still pick up your gifts until August 19th. That is right. Or and... until the supplies run out, whichever comes first. And you do get in. We want to make sure you are getting those um, prizes while you can. But during the month of August, we've, uh, we've got one story time left, uh, which is today at 1030 at Adventure Park from the Powell yes. Library. That's at uh, um, uh, the last Powell story time. And I then heard Miss Julie's excited August. to get there today. Yeah, so. So, so in um, in this time when we don't do story times, what what's going on? I you mean, know, That's a great question. As a formerly children's librarian... 
this was a really important time for us. It's not just to give vacations, though it is a great time for our staff to be able to take a vacation without missing one of you. Um, it's also a time for us to really get our plans together. So mm-hmm. story times are more than us just reading books mm-hmm. to kids or just singing songs. We're really trying to plan how to help parents, um, you know, find easier ways to do those skills that you need to learn to read, the early literacy skills. Right. So we're doing research on new early literacy um, techniques. We're looking for new books that may meet those, better rhyming books. We're picking new themes that may engage kids more and trick you all into learning. That's our favorite <laughs> thing. And that takes a lot of effort. New songs, new skills, all of that is going during this break time. So that when we come back, we come back with material that is really going to affect our community. That's great. So, okay. So we do have, like I said, we've got that story time today. We do have a, the program that we talked about on last week's show is coming up this coming Tuesday at uh, 10 o'clock at Orange Branch. That is Jill Rinker from Source Point doing the program on making sense of Medicare. Um, again, I have, uh, I will be trying to make sense of Medicare very shortly. So this is one. I was going to ask you, you going to that one? I think I am. Yeah. So don't expect <laughs> to see me around uh, Delaware on uh, Tuesday morning because I think I'm going to be sitting in that audience. So, and uh, we have one book club coming up this week. Kathy's book club at Ostrander is doing Victoria by Daisy Goodwin. That is Ooh. at 11 o'clock. So, uh, and then we, like I said, we pretty much ease off the programming uh, pedal for the, the month of August. And we'll be back in September with a whole lot of new stuff and a whole lot of new programming. And a lot of energy with it, too. Some That's very, right. hopefully, rested librarians at That's the same time. Exactly they work right. hard. They certainly do. They have, uh, whether they're, I mean, story time is a performance and yes. it is a, it's a class. It's a little of everything. So they need the break, but they also get some time to recharge yeah. the batteries and get some new new material and all that sort of thing. You know, when I was a children's librarian, I remember when I'd get sick and, you know, you go to your doctor and they're like, you can go back, just take it easy. And I'd have to look at them and be like, okay, let me just clarify. I can go back to work. So you're okay with at least a 20 minute low impact workout. (laughs) And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, I have to do story time when I go back. (laughs) And so we would have to negotiate our way back. I can either go back to work or I can take it easy. I can't do both. (laughs) It's not not the same thing. Or I can go back, but I need you to write a note saying I can't do a 20 minute low impact workout. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, thank you, Molly, for sitting in for Nicole this morning. Always fun. Love being here. It's a pleasure having you. Mark, thank you for managing to make us sound uh, good. Do not. It's always very hard to follow you and Bob Allen yes. those two great radio voices so mm-hmm. but uh, it's a, it's a, it is a pleasure so and so thank you very much for listening and we will see you in the stacks